Praise the Lord, everyone. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. The Bible said this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. Amen. We want to go to the Lord in prayer to start this service, as always. I know you've already been praying. But there's a lot of people that needs a touch from the Lord today. We've got loved ones that need a touch. There's people bereaved. There's people who have lost uh, properties, if you've been following the news out in Colorado and places like that. A lot of people, a lot of murders are taking place. A lot of instability is taking place in our nation. In the Bible, the Lord says, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will hear you and deliver you, and you will glorify my name. So we want to call on God this morning, asking him to touch these situations, to comfort those that need to be comforted, uh, to help each and every family and every loved one this morning. Father, we call to you. God, we come into your presence with thanksgiving again this morning. Lord, we enter your courts with praise. You are the mighty God. You are the everlasting Father, and you're the Prince of Peace, God. And we thank you again this day, God, that we have another opportunity, God, to come into your presence. Lord, you said where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are in the midst of us. And we thank you for your spirit that we feel in this place this morning, God. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, we ask you, dear God, to touch. Lord God, I pray for those that are in Colorado this morning, Lord, who's lost their homes and properties in these fires. I pray that you would comfort them, Lord, that you would be with them. Dear God, those that has lost loved ones due to this virus, oh God, or colds or sickness or whatever it is, oh God, I ask you to touch them, Lord. You are the comforter, Lord God, and I know that you can comfort those, Lord God. Your word tells me that you was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace is upon you and with your stripes. Uh, we are healed, Lord. I pray for healing today to flow, God, your blood to flow upon Brother and Sister Becker, Lord God, Sister Bell, Brother Richard, Sister McGinnis, Brother Terry, and Sister Sonia, Lord God. Every member of this church, touch them today, God. Those in my family today, my wife, oh God, I pray that you touch my children, oh God. Minister, Lord, in every home and every heart today, Lord, over our city, over our county, over our nation, oh God. From the White House down to the lowest levels of government, oh God, I call to you today, Jesus. I pray that you root out wickedness and evil before us, oh God. Touching every place this morning, God. I know that you can, God, for there is none like you, Jesus. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you honor in advance, Lord, for what you're going to do, God. We thank you, Lord. You are a wonderful counselor. You are the mighty God. You are the everlasting Father. And you are the Prince of all peace. Uh, and I thank you again this morning, Lord. Uh, for you alone are worthy, God, to be exalted, O oh God. I will lift my voice and give thanks uh, continually for your great love and mercy over us, O oh Lord. Uh, I will ask you today, God, to go into every highway, the byways, uh, in every home, every hospital, every nursing home, every business, every airlines, uh, every bus, oh God, every train. Uh, oh God, I pray for your hand of mercy and protection over us, oh God. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our wrongs, oh God. Forgive this nation, oh God, for her wrong, oh God. Uh, help us, oh God, to root out wicked 
wickedness and evil before us, oh God. We need you today, God, for your healing touch. We need you for your anointing and your power, oh God. Send your sweet anointing upon us this day. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I lean on you, Lord. I lean on you, Lord. For the things that I need, I lean on you. When I don't know what to do, I've got the faith you're going to see me through. To supply my every need, and I lean on you. I lean on you, Lord. I lean on you, Lord. For the things that I need, I lean on you. And when I don't know just what to do, I've got the faith you're going to see me through to supply my every need, and I lean on you. I lean on you, Lord. I lean on you, Lord. For the things that I need, I lean on you. And when I don't know just what to do, I've got the faith you're going to see me through to supply my every need, and I lean on you. Hallelujah. God, I lean on you, Lord, for the things that I need. God, I lean on you. When I don't know what to do, God, I look to you, Jesus. Oh, you are my answer in every situation, every circumstance. Hallelujah, God, I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Oh, God, I praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, the mighty God is Jesus. The Prince of Peace is He. The Everlasting Father. The King Eternally. The Wonderful in Wisdom. By whom all things were made. The fullness of the Godhead in Jesus is displayed. I tell you, it's all in Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus and is all in Him. Emmanuel, God is with us. Jehovah, Lord of hosts, the omnipresent Spirit who fills the universe. 
the advocate, the high priest, the lamp for sinners slain, the author of redemption. Oh, glory to his name. I tell you, it's all in him. It's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Him. Is all in Him. Is all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus and is all in Him. The Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The living word incarnate, the helpless sinner friend, our wisdom and perfection, our righteousness and power. Yea, all you need is Jesus. You find this very hour. I tell you, it's all in him. It's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Him, is all in Him, is all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus and is all in Him. Our God for whom we waited will be a glad refrain of Israel's recreated when Jesus comes again, lo, he will come and save us, our king and priest to be. For in him dwell all fullness, and Lord of all is he. I tell you, it's all in him. It's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in him. His all in Him, His all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus and is all in Him. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the revelation of truth. Oh, God, I thank you for the truth of your word this morning, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, he's worthy of all praise. He's worthy of all glory and all honor. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen, amen. It's all in Him. Everything flows from that knowledge of that understanding of who Jesus Christ is. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated this morning. Amen. I want to thank Pastor for allowing me to uh, teach and minister this morning. Amen. I don't take it lightly. Amen. I know he wished he could be here, but I know he's a little sick, so I want to keep lifting him up in prayer. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We want to go into our lesson today. I want to talk a little bit about unity. Unity is the theme we're going to talk to today. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 through verse 6. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherein you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering. Bearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body, 
one spirit, even as your calling, one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Amen. Unity, unity. Amen. So during this lesson, we want to talk about the purpose for unity. We want to talk about the purpose for unity. Amen. If the church is to accomplish its mission, which is to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, then the church must be in a united front. Amen. Everybody in the church that is born again must understand their role and find their role and participate in that role in the church. Amen. We cannot accomplish the mission without unity in the body of Christ. Unity is the state of being one, is being united, is being as a whole, is being in harmony. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. Unity says that I am under authority of those that have been placed over me. Unity says that I am not my own. I'm not an individualist. I am trustworthy. You can depend on me. I have your back because I desire you to have my back. Amen. Unity says I am yoked together with Christ. Praise God. So in many churches, they're trying to accomplish the mission and even in organizations but they cannot accomplish the mission without unity. They cannot accomplish the mission without unity. When Paul first was met by Jesus on the road to Damascus, you've read in Acts 9, you will notice that the first thing he asked Jesus was, Who art thou? Because he wanted to know who it was that was talking to him. He says, who art thou? And then the second question he had was, Lord, what will you have me to do? Have you stopped and asked Jesus, who art thou? Do you know him? See, you got to know him in his fullness and his deity. Because you will find that throughout scripture, we are to be the same. We have to teach the same. We have to be aware of the same. Amen. I can't be saying one thing and you're saying another in the body of Christ. We all have to be on the same page and doing the same thing. So, God, what will you have me to do? Have you prayed and asked God, God, what will you have me to do? He did not bring you to the kingdom just to sit on a pew. He did not just bring you to the kingdom just so you can say, I'm saved. He brought you to the kingdom for a purpose. And you need to know what that purpose is so that you can fulfill that purpose. A lot of people in the church are is not happy. They're upset. They're not, uh, don't want to go to church, should I say, because they don't know what their purpose is. You have to pray and ask God, what do you want me to do? From the youngest to the oldest. He knows where he wants you to be. You have got to find your role and fulfill your role. Doing your due diligence to the best of your ability. Amen. So that you can fulfill and participate and fulfill the promise that God has for you in your life. 
if you keep going on and on and on and on and on and on and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, pretty soon you're going to get frustrated and you're going to want to quit. And then you're going to say, oh, church, well, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. You know, yes, it was for you. You just didn't ask God what did he want you to do. See? And so a result of that, that's why people become frustrated. You need to know what you want to do. Amen. Unity. When I, if you've been in the military, and, and I was in the military, and you know that, and as a drill instructor, one of the first things we had to do is teach soldiers about unity. You know, we, we made them all look alike. <clears throat> to start with, we cut all the hair off their heads. We put them all in green and boots, and we gave them all the same thing to make them look the same, and they knew they was part of a unit. Amen. And as a drill instructor, when we gave them all their, their idea foot clothes, one of the first things I had to do as a drill instructor was teach them what I wanted. And so they had a wall locker and they had a foot locker. And I would show them in the middle of the bay. I would roll T-shirts. I would roll underwear. I would roll socks. I would show, have a display. And I would show them how I wanted everything to look. I would put clothes in their wall locker. I would show them how I wanted to look, uniformity, everything, okay? And then I would go home, and I would tell them tomorrow morning when I come in, I want to see your stuff looking just like this. I come in in the morning, their stuff would be looking good, but I'd tear it all up. <laughs> see, because there would always be those individuals that would do it and wouldn't help anybody else. And so I tear it all up, throw it all together, mix it all up, mix your stuff up with somebody else's stuff. And then I tell them, tomorrow I better see it better than what it was today. And we taught them how to build unity, singing cadence, teaching them to help each other, working together in unity, because we wanted all of them to graduate amen, and become great soldiers. And so we did things that caused them to depend on each other. You know, when I was the commandant of the NCO Academy for the Army, you know, usually the best student that passed all the tests and did everything would be selected as be the honor graduate. You know, I did away with it. I, I says, nope, I'm not doing this. I says, this will be determined who's the distinguished graduate and the honor graduate. Your student's body will select the individual that they feel deserve to be the honor graduate because he has been helping each other, reaching out to each other, how to edify each other, build up each other. And that was the individual that would be selected to be the honor graduate and the distinguished honor graduate based on the students selecting that individual. It forced people to work together. It was not just an individual would come in, oh, yeah, I can study, I can pass the test, yeah, I'm going to do better than everybody else. No, I forced them to work together. And that's the way it has to be in the church. We have to work together. I have to see where you are to help you, to build you, to edify you, and to build you up. Amen. Because we must all be united in the kingdom of God. Jesus says in Mark chapter 3, verse 24 and 25, Jesus says, And if the kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Amen. Notice, if the kingdom is divided, the kingdom cannot stand. 
If the house is divided, it cannot stand. What we see taking place in our nation right now is it's divided, and it ain't going to stand. It's going to fall pretty soon. If we don't wake up as a nation, there ain't going to be no United States of America. Amen. We must get united together. Even in our homes, we must be on the same page. Children and parents should be united together. Husbands and wives should be in a united effort. If not, it's not going to stand. Mother Teresa puts it this way. Only humility will lead us to unity. Only humility will lead us to unity, and unity will lead us to peace. Amen. Only humility will lead us to unity, and unity will lead us to peace. Amen. Do you have peace in your life? If not, where is your unity? Where is your humility? (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) The Bible tells us that before honor is what? Humility. Humble yourselves, amen, in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you, Peter said, and do time. Amen. We need to learn how to walk humbly before our God. Amen. That's what Micah says. What does the Lord require? That we should what? Do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before God. Amen. We need to remain in a humble state. Paul goes on in Romans 12, verse 3. Chapter 12, verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Paul says don't elevate yourself. Keep yourself in a humble state. Let another person elevate you. Let another person talk good about you. Don't elevate yourself. You don't need to do that. Amen. Because where unity is, there's always victory. Where unity is, there's always victory. They say that when Coach Vince Lombardi took over the Green Bay Packers, that the first thing he did was walk into the boardroom, and in big, bold letters, he wrote on the wall, the word, on the chalkboard, the word team. And he turned to the Packers and said, gentlemen, there is no I in team. And they say the rest is history. They won the next two Super Bowls. Amen. And they was a great team all along until the late 60s. Amen. And so you got to understand that victory is associated with unity. If we're going to be victorious as a church, if we're going to be victorious as a people, then we have to learn to operate and walk in unity. Amen. Paul, writing to the church at Rome in the 16th chapter and the 17th verse, says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. Why avoid them? Because this unity will kill you. This unity will kill you. You open the door for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in your life if you're not in unity with the body. Amen. If you notice, if, if I cut my arm off, guess what? It's going to die. It's going to pretty soon, it's going to start stinking, it's going to wither, and it's going to wad away. The same way with, you notice if your limb fall off a tree. 
you leave it out there for a while and see what happens. It's going to die. It's going to, you know, it's going to rot away. Well, it's the same way in the body of Christ. You cut yourself off from the unity of the body, you're going to die. So you need to stay connected to the branch. That's what Jesus said in John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. You cannot bear fruit except you abide in the vine. You've got to stay connected to the body of Christ. Amen. As Paul says, the eye can't say I don't need the ear and the nose. and The hands can't say I don't need the feet. I need you. You need me. Praise God. We're in this thing together. We're all united together. David says in Psalms 133 in verse 1 through verse 3, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirt of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessings, even life, forevermore. Notice, there is blessings associated with unity. Why? Because unity costs. Notice what he says. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment. You remember with the woman with the alabaster box, when she broke her ointment to pour it on Jesus, what did they say? This was a weight. This was a costly. This ointment was very costly. Unity is very costly. Why is it costly? Because it costs you. It requires you to give up yourself to make it happen. It requires you to make it work. If you notice there is no... Uh, unity without the I in the middle, U-N-I-T-Y. If I take me out, I untie it. There is no unity together. I've got to stay in the middle. It costs. Amen. You are precious to the Lord. You are of value to the Lord. And so, therefore, to have unity, you have to do your part. And there's a blessing that flows with it because you are in the body. That's why when you look at Deuteronomy 28, Moses talks about blessings and cursing. But notice when you read that 28th chapter, it causes you to do what God is asking you to do. And the blessings flows with that. Amen. There is nothing like knowing that people you can count upon people and that you can depend on people to do their role and their responsibility in the body of Christ. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 16. Paul writing again, he says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro 
and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from which, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compact by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make it intercession, excuse, make increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Notice, he gave the fivefold ministry to do what? To bring us unto the unity of the faith. Amen. Are you in the faith? We must all be in the same faith. There's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. There is one God. There is one Father of all who's above all and through all and in you all. There's not three, four, five, six, seven. There's only one faith. That's the faith of Jesus Christ. You must believe there's only one true doctrine. Amen. And you must know it. You've got to be a part of it. You've got to have the same thing. Amen. To bring us into the unity of the faith. What I teach, your pastor is going to be teach. Any other one that gets in this pulpit should be teaching the same doctrine, the same truth, because we're in the same body of Christ. Christ is not divided. If he's divided, we're going to fall. We've got to stay the same. We've got to stay in a united effort. Jude, verse 3. Jude says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was need for me to write you and to exalt you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, after the outpouring of the Spirit, amen, and Peter preached about Jesus Christ, and they was pricked in their hearts, and they said to him, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you, to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord I God shall call. Amen. It was once delivered to the saints. Amen. And it has not changed. And you and I must continuously, earnestly contending for the same faith. We must stay in the faith. That we must believe in Jesus Christ. We must trust in Jesus Christ. We must hold to the truth of the doctrine that has once been delivered to the saints. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, instructions, and righteousness, that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. We must be united in this thing. Amen. You must earnestly contend. You must do everything in your power to stay in the body of Christ to study the Word of God, to live the Word of God, to do what the Word of God says, because that keeps the body in unite effort. When you are strong, you can help me if I become weak. Amen. If I am weak, you need to know that I am weak and help me to get strengthened again. 
because this is what the body does. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 through verse 11. If there be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, any bowels and mercies, fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now notice what Paul is saying to this church here. He says, if there be any exhortation in Christ, as the body of Christ, we should be edifying one another. We should be lifting up one another. If there's any comfort in love, amen, God is love. So therefore, we should have the same love that God has. If any fellowship in the Spirit, if we're uniting together in fellowship, one with another, if there's any compassion, he says here, he says, you fulfill my joy that you be like-minded, having what? The same love, being like-minded, having the same love, and one accord, and in one mind. Amen. Don't elevate yourself, but condense the men of low estate. Look at the things of others. Help each other. Let the same mind that was in Christ be in you. He took on the form of a servant. Yes, he was almighty God. He didn't have to do what he did, but he took on the form of a servant. We must become servants of the Lord. Jesus says, I did not come to be ministered to. I come to minister. In other words, I came to serve. If we would get our attitudes right and get into a servant's mentality, we can have unity in the body. Amen. We must be servants of the Lord. You are my witnesses and my servants whom I have chosen. Praise God. So we got to have the same mind and the same spirit and the same love. The same as Jesus had. We must maintain unity. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, Paul says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, 
but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same purpose or reason or judgment here. Amen. Are we joined together? Do we have the same purpose? Do we have the same reason? The Great Commission is for all. If I'm born again, if you say you are born again, we're supposed to have the same purpose and the same reasoning. To go preach the gospel to the whole world. Praise God. Amen. If there's only one God and we say that we're in that God, then why do we have division? Unity says we're the same. Jesus says in John 10:30, I and my Father are one. If he and his Father are one, and I say that he's my Father, then I have to ask myself, am I one with him? Am I one with Jesus? Because if I'm never one with Jesus, I will never be one with you. I will never be in unity with you if I'm not in unity with Christ. Christ is not divided. He's one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. So I have to ask myself those kind of questions. John says in 1 John 2, 6, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. He walked as a servant. He walked with humility. He walked in love. Am I doing the same as Jesus? If I say that I know him, is my attitude like Christ's? I have to ask myself. If not, I need to make the adjustments. Praise God. Amos 3.3. Can two walk together except they be in agreed? Who are you walking with? You have to be in agreement with the person you are walking with. Are you in agreement with Jesus? This is what John is saying. If I say I am abiding in him, I need to be walking like he's walking. I can't walk with Christ if I'm not in agreement with him. Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 through 12, two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth. For he have not another to help him. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm or long? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Amen. Notice the unity here. The stronger we stay together, the stronger we will be. You can't break unity. It takes the person to walk away to break it. See? But as long as we stay together, 
you are not going to break it. Sister Miriam, if I walked over and grabbed your arm, I could probably just jerk you out to sea. But if you, Sister Kyla and Sister Alina, right? I think this is the name. All three join together, and I try to pull you, and all of you are pulling the opposite direction. I'm not going to pull you apart. See? That's what unity is. As long as we stay together, it's hard to break unity. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. You ever see an army tank drop out, drop out of an airplane from 20-something thousand feet in the air? And those, those little rip cords, they're not that big. Those screens, they're not that big. But because they've been tested and woven together so much, each one has so many little screens in there that's wrapped together. They're, they're strong. They, they call their tensile strength. They are strengthened. That's why that tank with that parachute can float easily down to the ground because those cords are doing their part. A 250, 300-pound man jump out of a well-put-together airplane with the same cords. It can bring them safely to the ground, you know, because they have been tested. Those cords are not easily broken. But if you take one of those little strands out of it, you pop it just like that. See? And this is what God is trying to get us to see. If we stay together, yoked together, we will not be broken easily. Amen. Unite together. Bamboo, the reason bamboo is so strong is because of the underground working system. A storm can come through and blow it over. In a few days, it's going to spring right back up because of the underground root system that it has. The roots are intertwined together under the earth. You can't see them. Amen. But they are working together to help each other reed that is growing up. That's what unity has to be. You don't have to flaunt unity. You just do it behind the scene. You do what you're supposed to do behind the scene. When you see somebody that's not uh, feeling good or somebody that's not doing right, all you got to do is behind the scenes do something to edify, to build up, to strengthen them, to help them. Amen. And, and, and build them back up and strengthen them. Help them to stand up right. Amen. It's what you need to do here. Praise God. Solomon says in Proverbs 30, verse 27, that the locusts have no king, yet go they all forth by bands. If you look at locusts, they have nobody leading them. And here come a herd of locusts, and they're clean of field in no time. Because they have the same mind and the same purpose. Amen. You can have the same mind and the same purpose as well. Amen. They are united, working for the same cause and for the same purpose here. Praise God. So let's talk a little bit now how to maintain unity. How to maintain unity as I bring this to a close. Number one, make what is important to God important to you. Make what is important to God important to you. John fifteen twelve, Jesus says, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Amen. Do you love other people the same way Jesus has loved you? Amen. Luke 19, 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. 
Make what is important to God important to you. Amen. Number two, always seek to maintain unity in the spirit. Amen. Ephesians 4, 3 and 4. Endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as your call and one hope of your calling. Endeavor, scribe, do everything possible that you can to keep the unity of the spirit. Now notice verse 17 through verse 32. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who been past filling, have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which of the God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying, Speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the things which is good that he may have to give to him that need it. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby we are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake have forgiven you always do the things that maintain the unity of the spirit in the body it falls to you and my responsibility to do what the word of god says remember james says don't just be a hearer you've got to be a doer of god's word that's what keeps the unity of the body number three put into practice the truth that you have learned Put into practice the truth that you have learned. Whatever you have already learned of truth, maintain it, keep doing it. Amen. Notice what Paul says here to the church of Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. I meant 9, verse 9, Philippians 4, 9. The things which you have learned and heard and seen in me do, and the God of love and peace will be with you. The things that you have learned... The things that you have heard, the things that you have seen in me, Paul says, do, and God will be with you. <coughs> Excuse me. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 through 17. 
Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and assured who thou hast learned them of. And that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures, which is able to make you wise unto salvation. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections and instructions and in righteousness, that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So put into practice the truth that you've already learned. Amen. You've already learned that there's only one God. Put it into practice. You've already learned that you are to love one another and be the same. Put it into practice. Amen. Number four, be ethical. Be ethical. Amen. And I'm going I'm to I'm roll this one with the next one. Love and live the golden rule. We know the golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Ethics falls under the golden rule. As long as you're doing the golden rule, you will always be ethical. You will always do right. You will always treat people the way that you want to be treated. Amen. Paul told the church of Galatians in chapter 6, verse 10, he says, As we have therefore opportunity to do good, let us do good to all men, but especially to those who are the household of faith. Amen. We are to do good to everybody, but especially to those in the body of Christ. Amen. We must all continue that way. Number seven, walk in your integrity. Be honest. Walk in your integrity. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. A just man walketh in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. Proverbs 20 verse 7. So let's stay, walk in our integrity. Amen. Philippians 2, 3, and 4, esteem others better than yourself. We've already seen this. Elevate other people. Let the other person go first. Let the other person have the big piece of chicken. <laughs> Let the other person have the best piece of cake. Amen. To keep the unity in the body. Amen. Learn to do justly. Love mercy and walk humbly. We've already seen this here. Amen. Learn to have compassion on other people. Amen. Don't be a gossiper. Don't tell everything you know if it's not truthful. Amen. And make it your goal to edify others better than yourself. Amen. So as Jesus has already talked to us and showed us that he and his father is one. So we need to be one as well with each other in Christ Jesus. And if we do that, we will maintain unity in the body and we can accomplish the mission that God has given us to accomplish. Amen? Praise God. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you again this morning for your word this day. God, let it be hidden in our hearts that we will not sin against thee. Continue to give us directions and God and strengthen us, God, in every place. We thank you again for your people, God. Let your word manifest itself in their heart. You said that your word would not return void, but it will accomplish that which you please, O God. And we shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills will break forth in the singing, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. We're thankful to you for your people today, God. Thank you and bless those. So, God, I pray that some of the sound of my voice in every place continue, Lord, to be with us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a break, and we'll be back in about 15 minutes. Amen.